Welcome back to the Betting 11 with your host Ian Levine and Blake Hughes at the Betting XI on Twitter, thebettingxi.net on the web. Hey guys, don't forget, picks are strictly a guide to get you a solid selection. Make sure you double check your odds, shop around, look at the lineups, and if you're waiting until before kickoff, things do change. So check those odds once again. Yeah, guys, and if you find a a game that you like or the odds that you like, lock it in because things change really, really quick, especially right now with COVID going on. Somebody might get disqualified or put on the COVID list, and then all of a sudden they can't they can't make the game, and the bookies catch that real quick. So if you like something, lock it in. Don't wait until game time because more likely than not, the odds will go against you. Yeah, you're right with that. And I guess we got a recap of the weekend going right away. That's right. So over the weekend, we went 7-6. and six. Not great. Not horrible. Uh, for a total of plus .05 units. So we didn't lose you any money. But first, we want to remind you guys that we've got the Champions League and the Europa League draw coming up Monday morning, 6 a.m. sharp. I wouldn't recommend waking up to watch that. But definitely once you wake Unless up. Unless you like watching a bunch of old guys on TV, that's fine. Yeah, that's right. But if you once you wake up, you get your morning coffee going, all the groups should be sorted out. Check the futures, odds. Be uh, really good to see what you got going. I know uh, Barcelona finished in second, so they're going to have a tough match against somebody in first. So it'll be really interesting to see what we got there. But uh, enough there. We'll uh, kind of move on. and, uh, and uh, move Yeah, we'll talk about that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I so don't, we got a, what are you drinking there, Ian? I hear you drinking something, man. Yeah, I'm trying to get a dry mouth going. I am actually drinking right now a Cigar City Fancy Papers Hazy India Pale Ale. It's a mouthful, right? Good. That, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it tastes good too. I'm going to crack mine open too. Good for a reminder. You know, oh, yeah. so this is uh, Ener- Energy City Brewing Aloha Sunrise. IPA. It's a sorbet with pineapple orange, 6.4%. It'll do the job for me today. Energy City. Where's that? Batavia, Illinois. Okay. So that's that's right near you, huh? Yeah. We're outside of Chicagoland area here. You know, not, not too bad of a situation as far as beer goes and soccer. A lot of ethnicities based out of Chicago, as you all know. Uh, a city built by immigrants and a lot of good ball here. A lot of good beers. Nice, nice. And uh, my Cigar City is Tampa, if you guys aren't familiar with where Cigar City Brewing is. And I honestly don't remember buying this beer. I was at Publix <laughs> in some sort of haze or funk, I guess. And I could have sworn I bought a variety chocolate porter stout that I don't know if they swapped the boxes on me or I just wasn't paying attention. My wife gets on me all the time for not paying attention to her, but I, I swear I had some sort of chocolate assortment porter and I opened the the fridge up today and I'm like, what the heck? I don't like IPAs. Why did I get that? But this is actually pretty good. I'm going to have to try some more hazy IPAs. I know I don't like normal IPAs. Yeah, that's kind of what this is. I can't see my hand through the other side of the glass. So we got something like that over here. Nice, nice. Yeah, so we'll probably try and do a, a beer re- review, what we're drinking. Blake and I both kind of like to venture out and try new beers all the time. Try and do that maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks. It's a, it's good to figure something out besides soccer, you know, have a different hobby. 
Yeah, and we use the beer to temper the rage that we feel like when AC Milan lost to Parma today or tied oh, with Parma today. Man. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, later on. We'll it's been a bad weekend. I don't know. Well, Blake's a Bears fan, so it's been a little bit better for him. The only good thing about my weekend was the Georgia Bulldogs won, but Jags suck again. Arsenal lost again. It's just a crazy oh, weekend. Uh, I don't want your pity, Blake. I've told you that before. I do not want your hey, pity. Hey, poor Byron. We didn't win either. We didn't win either, man. I told <laughs> we didn't win either. We We're still going to win the Bundesliga. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, well, let's go ahead and get to it, man. We'll uh, we'll get into the midweek games. I think you've got the first one going. Yeah, you know, I was looking at La Liga. La Liga. This Monday at 1400 Eastern, Cadiz are traveling to Celta Vigo. And to that end, we see 17 of Celta's last 19 Monday night games have seen both teams score. We see that Cadiz is a new team in the league this year. Not many people have the scouting report locked down on them. 15 of the 19 Monday night games have featured Celta scoring uh, over two and a half goals or both teams combined to score two and a half goals or more. And we saw that happen 14 times. So there's goals trending in this matchup. Yeah, and if you want to look at the lines there, we've got Celta Vigo is the favorites. Money line minus 150. Cadiz, obviously newly promoted. Moneyline plus 470. So I don't know if you want to go that crazy with it. The handicap Cadiz plus one at plus 115. That seems pretty good. I know they've had a bunch of tight games. Even though they're a newly promoted side, they've played everybody really tough. And they even beat Barcelona. I know Barcelona's having a tough year this year. But Cadiz are definitely somebody who look like they might stick around in, in La Liga this year. Yeah, I love Ian's take on that. Real Madrid, they did not even get any points against Cadiz here. So beating Barca and Real Madrid in the first half of the season, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. and over two and a half is also plus 124. So a bunch of different things to look there. And I'm not sure what you're thinking there, Blake. Yeah, I'm with you. I think over two and a half goals, and we'll put it on the website, thebettingxi.net. We'll put it up there and let you guys know what our consensus pick is after the pod. Absolutely. So uh, the next place we're going to there is in the Premier League on Tuesday, December 15th. 1 o'clock Eastern kickoff, we've got Wolves hosting Chelsea. And I believe both teams are coming off a loss there. Chelsea, definitely unexpected against Everton. Everton, you know, they they looked like they were maybe going to be title contenders for a little bit, and then they've fallen off slightly. But with the upset over Chelsea there, they definitely have woken Chelsea up, I would say. Uh, up until uh, the Chelsea loss, Chelsea were unbeaten in their last 17 matches. 17 of them. So they had 10 wins and 7 draws before their loss to Everton. Wolves are kind of struggling without Raul Jimenez. It's only been two games, but they haven't scored since he has left them. Hopefully. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, that's real tough. Hopefully Pulisic gets back in the starting 11 here. I know they're being really careful with him and his hamstring injury history, but it would be a great lift for Chelsea if they could get Pulisic in there. So this, depending on the lines, you might want to wait until the starting lineups come out and, and see exactly if who's starting for Chelsea. They've just got so much talent there right now. They're still trying to figure everything out, how to play, who fits in where. This might be one of those games you wait until right before kickoff. Uh, what are you seeing on the lines there, Blake? Hold up. Yeah, so you're telling me, before I get to the lines, you're telling me that Lampard 
is playing Pulisic, even though he's an American. This injury isn't fake. It's a real deal injury. <laughs> you know, I was one of those conspiracy theorists who thought that Frank Lampard had something against Americans and wasn't playing Pulisic. But I, I, you know, looking back on it, I think he was just trying to bet him in and make sure he was really part of the team, had gotten a full set of training going before he he gave him a go and he really was giving him a go he was starting a bunch he was probably the player of the restart after covid and everything until you know again he he just can't stay healthy man and i just i hope for the sake of the u.s men's national team any big tournaments coming up that we get into he he can stay healthy because he is a quality player yeah i'm with you on that and for the odds, I'm seeing Chelsea minus 145 on the match result line here, the money line, Chelsea minus 145. We got the over under two and a half under at minus 120. As you mentioned, some key players are still out for both sides. I think Chelsea's going to enact some aggression after having that streak broken. It's always time to start anew after you take a loss like that. So you can look at the over on the two and a half at minus 105 as well. Either one of those are fair, fair shouts. Again, we'll let you know on the website, thebettingxi.net as to our consensus pick for that match. Yeah, and if you look at the history here, Chelsea have scored in the last four matches against Wolves. Definitely going to be, I I don't know if it'll be over two and a half, but you got a fancy Chelsea to score there. Yeah, I'm with you. And we got uh, some German action now, the Bundesliga coming up here. The Germans. Yeah, where we will talk about the Germans, you know. Yeah, yeah. But... You know, so we're looking at Werder Bremen and Borussia Dortmund, where we got the breaking news earlier today that Dortmund have sacked Lucien Favre, their manager, after their heaviest defeat at home in over a decade. So you can probably think that Dortmund will get a, a new manager bounce, interim manager bounce, whatever you want to call it. They're definitely going to show up to play against a pretty pathetic Werder Bremen here. And uh, speaking of pathetic, and you, you kind of—I don't know. I mean, you, you I want for this guy, Josh. Yeah, Sargent. yeah, that's exactly where I was going. You want Josh Sargent to do well. He's just not getting the talent around him that he needs. He's not a playmaker on his own. He needs the ball fed into his feet to involve everybody else around him, and that's just not happening right now. And it was pretty funny over the weekend we Blake actually texted me and he had said that after the game Josh Sargent had gone and sat on the bench with Tyler Adams who plays for Red Bull Leipzig and Josh Sargent kind of covered his mouth and had said something and we we're trying to figure out what he had said and my guess which I think this is 100% correct was from Adam Sandler's Happy Gilmore where he goes to visit his grandma he hits the lady in the car and she's like, get me out of here. You know, that I'm pretty sure that's exactly how the conversation went. But, you know, um, anyways, get, get into this game, Bremen and Dortmund. Bremen haven't won since October 3rd, which is eight games now. Dortmund may or may not have Holland back. But again, we're looking for that new manager bounce. And they're definitely going to be out for vengeance. The series is actually a lot closer than you might think. It's... Uh, one win, one draw, and sorry, one win, one loss, and three draws 
So pretty equal throughout the last five matches there. And what are we showing for the odds there, Blake? What are we maybe looking at? Yeah, Dortmund on the money line, minus 175 if you think they're going to win. If you think it's going to be close, maybe you take a Werder Bremen on the plus one at minus 120. That seems like a pretty good play. Some good value there at minus 120 if the series is close. Three draws out of five. I mean, there you have it. Yeah, and Bremen have scored in a decent amount of games this year for how pathetic they've been. They just kind of screwed us over last weekend against, sorry, this past weekend against Leipzig, where we had both teams to score in a Leipzig result. And all we needed was the one goal for the 3-1 bet there right now. But so I'm a little little jaded, I guess, against Bremen. So I don't know if I'd take them to score, but you got to love Dortmund in, in this matchup here. Yeah. So in that case, the money line's minus 175. That's probably the best you're going to find for uh, Dortmund as far as that goes. Or unless you think they're going to win by more than one goal, then they're at minus 105 on the minus one Asian handicap. Yeah. And, you know, before we move on there, God, how freaking sexy was Gio Reyna's goal? I know it was the one oh. and bright spot, but oh my God, it just makes your mouth water for the U.S. men's national team future. If we ha- don't do it by tomorrow, somebody email us or tweet us and let us know. We got to pin that goal to the front of our Twitter page. That was oh, a thing of beauty. Just so sexy. So just silky smooth. And if you're not a big soccer fan, you maybe don't appreciate it as much, but he just takes the touch and stride. Let's it bounce once and then just finishes it on the half volley there. Loops mm. it over the like, oh my God. It, it's got to be one of the top goals of the weekend for sure. And just to throw it in, you and I were talking about how he's going to fill the void with Holland being out. And he did just fine as far as the one goal was concerned. Obviously, there's nobody else around him that can score, but he did just fine. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if Holland doesn't get the start over. Uh, against Bremen, then maybe you look at an anytime scorer for Gio Reyna. That's probably more of an aggressive play, but he's definitely been the go-to guy without Holland. Yeah, he's at plus 230 for anytime scorer, so you're looking at 2.3 to 1 on your money back if you want to take a shot and you had some extra Christmas dough in your pocket, or if you're looking to make money for presents, this is the last week you could probably do it. You got to figure out how you're going to tell your wife that you can't buy the kids presents, though, if it doesn't come through. <laughs> uh, I think that's a segment for another pod because we all have some good stories about. <laughs> Oops, honey, why is that three hundred dollars gone? I was supposed to be six hundred for you. Sorry about yeah, that. Sorry, babe. I have to work overtime this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're sh- so short-staffed. Yeah, yeah. But uh, moving on. Bundesliga. Yeah, Stuttgart is hosting Union Berlin. And when you think, why are you guys previewing this one? Well, Union Berlin is in sixth spot of the table. Stuttgart is in seventh. Union Berlin, like we said, they're a title contender, outside title contender, although they sit about uh, seven points or eight points off the top of the table with Leverkusen, then Bayern Munich. Speaking of Bayern Munich, Union tied them 1-1. Union was hosting this past weekend, and they did so pretty well. We thought that they were going to come out and show who who they were and what was up, and they scored in the fourth minute. Uh, But this game particularly. I feel like there's some good trends showing that both teams might score. Uh, I also think Union Berlin is pretty hot right now. They're one of the better teams in the league and Stuttgart is trying to challenge them for that last Europa qualification spot as it sits through 11 matches played. So for me, uh, Ian, what do you got on odds there where you see like a Union Berlin to win or Union Berlin draw no bet? Yeah, so we're looking at the money line here, and both teams are actually plus money. Again, Stuttgart plus 110, Union Berlin plus 230. If we look at the spread there, Union Berlin are 
plus one at minus 145. You, you can't imagine them losing by m- more than one goal with the form they're in. If you watch that game against Bayern Munich, oh my God, it's just just great to see somebody just come out and take it to Bayern and have absolutely no respect for the best team in the world. They just went after him. And it really ended up working out as they had a decent result against him. And say so you've got Stuttgart minus one at plus two eighty. I don't think that's happening. But yeah, go ahead and speak to you know how you attack Bayern. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody how I would attack my favorite team because that would just be <laughs> you know uncool. But Stuttgart at home are pretty bad. They're one of four teams in the Bundesliga that remain winless at home, only claiming about eighteen points available to them through eleven matches played. So that's pretty bad. And Union have scored in four straight road games. So you're going to see them score. That's number one. If you can score against Bayern, you can score against anybody. And you're seeing a team in Stuttgart that even though they're at seventh in the table, they're terrible at home. Remind you of any hairy teams from the English Premier League? Come on. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. But uh, <laughs> if we're if we're also looking at the draw, no bet, Stuttgart are minus 186. Berlin are plus 132, which is, you know, I, you know I'd say that's a great shot there. Both teams to score, minus 182, no, plus 140. Sounds good. On to Serie A. That's a spicy meatball. Serie A, where we are looking at the old lady against Atalanta, which there's been reports of some big-time drama between Gasparini, who is the manager for Atalanta, and their two best players, Josep Ilicic and Papu Gomez, which if you've been Papu. following... Papu is friggin' great playmaker. But if you've been following along with Atalanta ever since their Cinderella run from last year, you may or may not have heard of Ilicic's own drama in itself, where apparently his fiance cheated on him, whether it was one of his own players or not. It's kind of hasn't quite got out. So he's played very sparingly, but he, behind Papa Gomez, was probably their next best player and most important player. So, you know, and the drama between the two of them and the manager is completely different than this affair or whatever you want to call it. The drama between the manager and the players is some sort of insubordination, as Gasparini has seen it. And in fact, uh, John Piero Gasparini handed in his resignation letter to the club and the club refused it. They said, no, no, we are not accepting this, this letter. You are not leaving us. You are the one of like two or three main reasons that we have been doing so well. And so for now, it seems that they've maybe papered over the cracks, but we'll see. It's really kind of hard to figure out what's going to go on here. But so, Sounds like some drama you'd find in only in Italy. Oh my god, right? Or like some daytime soap opera sort of shit, right? Hey, you like you like my wife? Hey, <laughs> you don't want to listen to me? Come on. Exactly. So, you know, with the whispers of Gasparini resigning, this story, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So to me, you got a fancy Juve here, even though Juve is trying to been, figure everything out. Juve, they're, you know, they may have found some security some consistency here after the nail biter against Torino last weekend, they dominated Barcelona midweek. And then I believe they won three, one today. So that's three wins on the bounce for them. Um, actually, I think, no, no, sorry about that. It's four wins in a row for them. Now, uh, this fixture is also pretty close, a lot closer than you would think it's one win, one loss and three draws 
between the two teams. Um, but only one. Yeah, there's my dog Moose. Say He's telling us he likes a lot of guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in the last five games, only once have uh, each team failed to score. So every both teams have scored in every game except for the five. And uh, what are we looking at for the juice there, Blake? Yeah, so Juventus minus 115, both teams to score at minus 175. I like that. Me likey. Yes, you likey, I likey. If you want to say that both teams are going to score, but it's not going to be a draw, so we're looking at a 2-1, to one, a 3-1, to one, then the over 2.5 is minus 155. Okay, yeah, that's that's not a bad shout there. And I think that's all we got for that fixture as we move on to the Premier League, English where we have my favorite team and my... Least favorite team, Arsenal. Oh, how I hate the. Oh, God. I don't even know if I have the strength to talk about this today, Blake. Have another beer. Have another beer. I'm definitely having another beer. But we see Arsenal take on Southampton. Arsenal with the pathetic 1 nothing loss against Burnley today. Granite Xhaka, for some reason, thinks that it's okay to choke people. And I mean, come on, guys. Like, really? Like, do they not know that VAR is a thing to where they can see everything that happens? Um, but anyway, it used to be you could get away with kicking the guys in the right? kicking the guy in the balls on the side. That's what I'm saying. Anymore. But so they lost one nothing, and that's now I don't even know how many games in a row that they failed to score or scored less than one. So the one thing that I can say about my team is I'm not a fanatic. So I can know when to fade them and when to support them. And right now is the time to absolutely fade the Gunners. Being a Jaguar fan has given me some clarity as to realizing how bad your team really is. You know, Blake, you're still, as a Bears fan, thinking you guys have a chance every now and then. And, you know, you guys win every now and then. But it's just, as an Arsenal and Jags fan, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it, Blake. I, it well, just, when is t- talk to me about this? When is the cutoff point for you to say Arsenal aren't going to be in the top four or five? I mean, they're sitting on thirteen points, and those teams in the top five have a minimum of twenty-two points. How many games do you need to catch those teams in the top t- uh, top five? Blake, Arsenal would have to play a full season's worth of games, and nobody else play for us to catch the top four. <laughs> It's not that bad. It's it not that bad. bad. They have some decent players on that squad. You know, I do give you the business, but they're not horrible. They just haven't been led too well as of late in a no, non-professional you're, Arsenal opinion. You're right. It's not as bad as I think. But I kind of also, for the reason that we've been fading the Blades lately, is I think that Arsenal have been figured out. Just like you give, you give teams in the Premier League, you give great managers enough time to figure somebody out and it's going to happen. And unless you have that elite talent, like the top two or three teams in each league, you're going to get found out and people are going to start to play you well. And that's exactly what's happened with Arsenal. If you shut down Aubameyang, we're not scoring. It's as easy as that. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, that's where I see it from outside in, maybe a little bit more of a leadership problem. I I just see that they, they have, 
they have the ability there, but they have to change it up. Just like we talked about with our favorite uh, Sheffield United, they they don't change things up. And look where they're at one point. I mean, yeah, and I'm not sure if it's something that they need to change up or if they just need more talent around around the squad. You, you know, Mikel Arteta, he's a club legend. He played in midfield for Arsenal for years. He was a defensive midfielder, and he studied under Pep Guardiola. I think he's got what it takes. We just need probably two or three more signing windows to get get the talent that we need before we can actually play what he's wanting us to do. We need we need two or three more wins as far as bets are concerned. So what are you looking at here? What odds can I hook you up with? Pretty much anything except an Arsenal win is what I'm looking at. Yep. You know, the draw is the we don't bet the draw, so I'm not even going to go on that one. But uh you see draw or Southampton victory at minus 145 or draw no bet for the Arsenal at minus 170 if you want to still be a home fan. Those aren't too bad. No, so you know, Arsenal are in a form of they win in Europa League and they lose in the league. And it's been midweek win weekend loss this midweek game is not a Europa League game so I'm going with a loss for Arsenal so I'd get that money in on Southampton and I'm sure the spread on Southampton I'm there's no way that Arsenal is not the favorite so I would take Southampton money line or Southampton uh, spread yeah so you're looking at plus 225 on the Southampton money line and they performed pretty well today I thought you know a three nil victory today um, so Southampton money line, like I said, there at plus two twenty five, and then anything plus with Southampton, you're looking at plus odds as well. So if you're looking at plus two or plus one, you're going to get some nice cash back. Back to the Germans, the Bundesliga. Yes, we got Bayern is playing against uh, Wolfsburg. <laughs> Moose is making me want to eat and drink. Let's go, man. Uh, Bayern's playing against Wolf, Wolfsburg, and Bayern haven't been beaten in 16 games since the 4-1 debacle since Hoffenheim, right? So they're not playing great, but they're not playing horribly. They do have four draws in their last seven games, which gives reference to that. Uh, Wolfsburg, though, however, haven't been beaten in their last nine games, and they're unbeaten in the Bundesliga this season. Their only loss coming to AEK Athens in the Europa playoff. So I'm not sure what you're thinking there as far as a Bayern fan. It, it could be that finally it's time for another loss. Because Wolfsburg has just been scorching in the Bundesliga. They've scored more than two goals in their last five games. And seeing Munich own the series, Wolfsburg haven't won in 2015. So it could be time for Wolfsburg to see their first loss. I see this game going either way. I don't give Bayern the credit that they used to have like last season where it's an undefeated tank running over everybody. Bayern have won five straight by a combined score of 15-2 to two between these two teams, even though Wolfsburg carries this year's good record into the Bundesliga clash we're going to see here. So, you know, I'm looking at a plus for Wolfsburg. I'm, I'm pretty sure Bayern will be the favorite. What do you see in there, Ian? Yeah, and I mean, even the Panzers eventually got defeated, right? You're talking about tanks there. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I, I knew you'd make reference to my uh, fantasy football woes of the past. Yeah, but if if we're looking at odds there, we've got Bayern minus 310 money line, which is kind of crazy to me if you're thinking of Wolfsburg as a dark horse. Um, Wolfsburg to win is plus 700 if you're feeling super frisky. Uh, The spread, though, is Bayern minus 2 at plus 220. I don't think Wolfsburg loses by more than two goals. Wolfsburg minus – or sorry, Wolfsburg plus 2 or minus 120. So that might be a good yeah. shot there. 
You know, I like that minus one twenty on the plus two for Wolfsburg. I'm probably going to be all over that, you know, and it pains me to say, but I'm like Ian. <laughs> I have to be real at this point with the team that I support. And at this time, even though they're second on the table, they're not playing like they were last year. Champions League is still a real concern for me. I'm not sure what's going on with Manuel Neuer. He's having like this season where his head is all over the place, as we've seen in the last few games. So I like the plus two on Wolfsburg. And I'll probably like some plus numbers in this next match. We're going over to Serie A, where Inter Milan are playing host to Napoli. Back to the spicy meatball. And so Inter Milan will be incensed. I mean, who wouldn't be after not qualifying for the Champions League or the Europa League as they finish the bottom of their group, right? And Napoli is 3-0-2 in their last five. But, you know, if Inter wants to make any kind of statement as to whether or not they're still a real team in the league, they got to do something this week, right? Yeah, and you know, I had a six-team parlay going this morning. Inter was the very first team, and God, 6.30 a.m. is way too early to be sweating that much. Inter just played absolutely horrible. Like, it took them until the, I believe it was the 80th minute, 80th minute to to get going they finally won 3-1 but enter you know if we're looking at the odds here both teams again are plus favorites they're enter plus 105 napoli plus 240 if we're looking at the spread we've got enter at minus one plus 280 napoli plus one minus 140 i think the place to go there is probably a draw no bet and if you look at napoli plus 134 uh I just something's going on with Inter there. They they're just not quite right. So you know, in Napoli plus one thirty four, Inter minus one ninety on the draw, no bet. If you want to go under three and a half, it's minus two fifteen. Over three and a half, plus one seventy four. This game to me, there's a lot of different ways that you could go in this one. Yeah, this is one where I think I'll put a parlay in and, and include the draw no bet because the plus odds help the parlay out. And speaking of parlays, we're going to move on to Genoa hosting AC Milan, but I want to tell you guys something real quick. I had a parlay with 130 bucks for over one and a half in the Southampton-Sheffield United match, which was 6 a.m. this morning. I slept through that drama. And then I almost slept through the uh, over one and a half I had on the Crystal Palace-Tottenham uh, game that I included in this three-leg. But uh, I caught the tail end of that only to see Crystal Palace put in the 81st minute goal that hurt Ian's parlay as well. And we had the final leg of that parlay, AC Milan against Parma. So AC Milan are minus 350 in the final leg of a parlay. What I want to tell you guys is always keep track of what you're doing with your money. I had wagered $130. My payout would have been 281 if all three of these legs hit. Now, Seeing as if we have only one leg to hit, you can hedge your bet. And what I mean by hedging your bet is this. If I would have put $55 on the draw at plus 450, that's what it was for AC Milan and Parma to draw, would have paid $247, which is more than the 230 that I'm going to tell you I'm wagering here. If we would have put $45 on Parma at plus 850, that would pay $382.50. 247 and 382 are both more than $230 wagered. So no matter what, I could have made money. If AC Milan would have won, I would have won $281, which is also more than 230 So no matter win, lose, or draw, I was in a situation where, yeah, I could have made some cash, even if it was only 15 bucks, which was you know, 17 bucks, which is what we saw in the end. AC Milan got a late uh, 80-something minute equalizer today to tie two to two. 
But if you're in a situation where you can make money or take a cash out for five times your money before the last leg of the parlay, or if they offer that cash out in game, please, please take a look at it. Take some money off the table. We give you the right way to lean and then don't follow our own advice. (laughs) So listen to this pod again, find where I'm talking about hedging and understand that if you put a little bit more cash in, you're going to make money no matter what. Of course, here I am thinking like, oh, the bears are about to play and fantasy football and all these other things in America. But if you can take money off the table, especially at the end of a three-leg parlay, do it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing there. My brother ran in a similar situation with a football bet last weekend. If you get to your last leg of the parlay and you only need that game to come through, you really, really need to pay attention if you've got any sort of real money going at the live betting because you've got chances to where you can either hedge your bets or maybe make a bet to where you win that bet and your parlay. And it, it could just work out really great for you. So you, you really got to pay attention there and be a smart better if if you have got a parlay going. Really look at those live bets. It's such a huge thing now. You know, 10 years ago, there's no such thing as live betting. Right. I totally agree with you. So let's get back to Genoa hosting AC Milan. This pits the number one versus the number 18. Uh, and Milan's won four in a row before Genoa beat them in March 2020, which was one of the last games before the world ended. COVID. <laughs> In this case, uh, Milan are unbeaten in seven straight with four wins on the bounce, especially uh, after today, it'll only be four wins on the bounce because we know I failed the last leg on my parlay. So they're going to be looking to do something against Genoa, especially somebody that's at the bottom of the table. Uh, Genoa haven't scored more than one goal in the league since the first game of the season against the bottom dwellers Crotone, which we've previewed before, scored more than one goal in two other games. That's it. So you got to take a look at some little bit lower scoring and definitely looking for an AC Milan road victory here. What do we got on the odds for that? Yeah, and looking at the, they've only scored more than one goal in two other games. One of them was against a Serie C team, so a third division in Italy. So Genoa are definitely struggling right now. If we're looking at the money line, AC Milan are minus 230. I don't know if I love those odds. It's probably a good, I mean, Milan are going to win. But I don't like that juice there. Minus two thirty. That's not great. I don't. I don't like to bet a lot to win a little. But if you look at these, it's another game that you might include in a parlay. Like we really feel yeah. that Milan are going to win, so the minus two thirty is not a bad multiplier to have. Yeah, absolutely. But if we're looking at the spread there, AC Milan minus one or plus one fifteen, which you know first against one of the bottom dwellers. That's that's not a bad shout there. If we're looking at a result in both to score which I, I don't know about that you're looking ac milan plus 190 for both to score and ac milan if we're looking at both teams to score a no is minus 104 so i might take that thinking ac milan's gonna get the shutout i, I would think there or a uh, under three and a half is minus 205 again it's not great odds for for that but it is in the realm of parlayability if yeah, that's even a word, if that's even a word. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Speaking of parlayability, let's parlay that last game at a Serie A into a a pretty uh, highly touted game here in the EPL. Oh yeah, we're talking about probably as far as the pundits will go, the game of the week where we have Liverpool taking on Tottenham Hotspurs, and 
I don't hot, know. hot, hot. Uh, I don't know about hot, hot, hot since they fucking screwed my parlay over this morning. Fucking cold, cold, cold. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a reason why I am an Arsenal fan. I should have never bet on Spurs in the first place. You know, you can argue if I'm a true true Arsenal fan for betting on them, but whatever. You know, we, we got Liverpool taking on Spurs. It's 1v2 in the Premier League, and Liverpool – have only one loss in their last 11 games. Uh, They had a dramatic draw today against Fulham where it looked like maybe they were going to lose, but somehow, you know, they, they were able to, to pull it out. We've got Spurs coming into the game. Fulham only lost once in their last 19 competitions. That's pretty insane to me. You know, they were in control most of the game today against Palace. Palace scored on free kick in the 81st minute. Uh, Spurs, although in this fixture against Liverpool, haven't beaten Liverpool in seven games. So that dates all the way back to 2017. Hopefully this isn't the boring boring 0-0 game like we saw in Chelsea versus Spurs, which was also the quote-unquote game of the week. Um, but what are, we, what are we looking at for odds there, Blake? Yeah, you know, if you think it's going to be a draw or you think Tottenham might have an advantage, you're looking at plus 240 on the Tottenham draw no bet. You're also seeing Tottenham at plus one, minus 165, which is another thing I might even consider putting in a parlay. So, you know, giving Tottenham a goal against a vulnerable Liverpool, yeah, I think I might give that a crack. Even Tottenham to win outright on a 1-0, seeing as how they know they can't sit back. Uh, Liverpool barely beating Fulham and playing all their pretty much all their top guys. Yeah, the, I mean, to me, there's... No way that this is a high-scoring affair. Maybe 1-1, 2-1, but I I don't see anything more than three goals in this. Spurs are going to look to sit and counter. Liverpool are going to have most of the possession. And maybe there's a chance the Spurs catch Liverpool on the counter. But, again, I don't see this. To me, I'd take under two and a half all day long. I I don't see this being anything more than a 1-1 or a 1-0 game. Yeah, all these bets that look good this game or that sound good are plus, like you're talking about under two and a half, it's at plus 124. You know, a draw or Tottenham to win are a plus 110. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times when it comes to, again, uh, quotes, game of the week, it tends to let down. So maybe it's something you stay away from. You don't have to bet it unless you absolutely love somebody here. Uh, I just, the way that Spurs play, I just absolutely loathe Jose Mourinho. He just, he's looking to go in, get a smash and grab one, nothing defend, defend, defend and get a goal on the counter and get out of there, which is what they wanted to do against crystal palace. Like, how are you going to go do that against a middling side in crystal palace? You can't we even mention they're, they're middle of the table. Just take it to them. You'll win the game. No problem. Exactly. When you look at the past winners of the Premier League or any league for that matter, they go and they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat by taking it to them and scoring goals. They don't just sit back and and win one nothing. Unless uh, I don't know, I, I just don't like the way they play. That about wraps it up. Absolutely, guys, and you know, don't don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Betting XI. Don't forget to check out the website. Bettingxi.net. Post a lot of things last minute or day of there where these are two or three days out. So if you're looking for last minute advice, definitely check it out on Twitter or the website there. 
All right. Have a good week. Enjoy the midweek soccer from all the leagues. It's a little bit different than having stuff across Europe. Don't forget the draw for UCL and UEL is tomorrow morning. And follow us on the social media. Have a great day. See you guys.